Oh boy, okay, so we have a lot to talk about today, uh, but as always, I'm Daniel, Daniel Ray Baldwin, Danny Ball Sub of the Anole Podcast, you know, whatever you want to call me. Uh, anyway, we have a lot to talk about. First off, I want to mention that Hero of the Week is finally going to return. Uh, I mentioned briefly in the last podcast, I believe, that um, I haven't done Hero of the Week since, you know, uh, since like the first time I did it. Uh, but I said it was going to be a sometimes weekly thing, and that's that's why it was a sometimes weekly thing, is because I'm not always going to find someone to, to talk about. But I did find someone uh, over the week uh, to talk about, uh, so I'll talk about him um, towards the end of the podcast, because it's really only like a five-minute segment at most. Uh, anyway... We have, like I said, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we got uh, Doom Patrol uh, last Friday's episode. It was the second before last episode of the of the season. So uh, next week is the last episode of Doom Patrol that we're gonna get for a while. So uh, I'm really excited uh, because the, it was an extremely good episode, and uh, we're gonna be talking about that. Also, uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Now, uh, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know every week or whatever, you may know that I have kind of mixed feelings about Star vs. the Forces of Evil, but uh, it is worth watching because kind of, it's kind of worth watching. Uh, I felt that it was worth finishing because this was their last season. I felt, uh, I may as well finish it out, uh, because the story that they're trying to tell is, is a good story, but they, it's just, they've messed it up a lot with fillers, but, uh, obviously, um, they didn't do that here, right? You know, the last, like, four episodes are pretty much just picked right off of everything, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but, it was the final episode of Star vs. the Forces of Evil 2, so it's like done, done. They're they're completely done, uh, so we're going to get into that later. Uh, but what else we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about Minecraft, because they had their 10th year anniversary, uh, and a lot of things have happened with them. They've, they've announced a couple of things. Uh, they've done a couple of things, you know, beaten milestones and stuff. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, so get ready because this is gonna, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a pretty big episode compared to uh, the last couple episodes I think. Uh, anyway, let's move on to uh, Doom Patrol and just just jump right out and into the into the the DC streaming service. Jump just jump right in and just talk about Doom Patrol. Okay, so Doom Patrol. Uh, the this episode was pretty good. Uh, we finally get to find Niles in this episode. Uh, we get, we finally get to see the Doom Patrol, you know, come together to fight Mr. Nobody. We finally get to see, uh, well, we didn't necessarily finally get to see, but we got to see more of, uh, Mr. Nobody's backstory and history. Uh, so let's, I mean, this episode was crazy. A lot happened. Uh, so the episode starts off with, um, uh, Mr. Nobody before he was Mr. Nobody. Uh, Actually, it starts with his his girlfriend or whatever uh, in a cafe. Uh, I think it's a cafe or a bar or something. She's reading a newspaper, and uh, as soon as this, as soon as I seen the newspaper, uh, I, I automatically read it, <laughs> like the title and headline and everything. And it mentioned that the um, the Doom, uh, not the Doom Patrol, but the um, uh, the the Brotherhood of Evil. <laughs> it mentioned the Brotherhood of Evil, and I was I was really excited. I thought it was just going to be like a little Easter egg or something, or like a hint to uh, maybe the next you know next year's season or whatever season two uh whenever it comes out i don't know if it's gonna come out next year or not but uh season two i feel like it was just hinting at that and it wasn't really gonna touch on it at all but then mr nobody comes in and he walks in he's been fired from the, the brotherhood of evil uh which was hilarious uh and and i was like oh my god they're actually talking about the brotherhood of evil so is the brotherhood of evil gonna be in this episode what's gonna happen now i i like i didn't know what to expect after that because this 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 show Doom Patrol is really good at just revert reversals. It's really good at reversals. It just it it like hints at something and then does the opposite, or it does something and then does the opposite. It like 
it keeps tricking you into thinking you figured out the plot, and then it just turns it completely on its head. Uh, for just for example, Niles, uh, we we thought for a while that he's kind of bad, but also he's mostly good. But then we learned that he doesn't even care about the Doom Patrol in one episode, uh, and that was a big shocker to a lot of people, including myself. So they're able to really pull off these surprises and reversals and it's just it's really good so I didn't know what to expect coming into this episode after after they mentioned the Brotherhood of Evil I was like oh my god what's gonna happen now uh this scene's pretty funny uh, he talks about how he was he got off pretty lucky considering these guys are villains uh he said the only reason he got off lucky is because they don't consider him a threat uh or intellectually and they, they consider him like intellectually challenged or something like that is what he put how he put it i think that's how he put it anyway uh he also mentions that he got replaced with a gorilla and uh it was he mentions that no it's literally a gorilla that replaced me uh it speaks french uh so d we're, we're definitely getting all like all the pieces to the the um the Brotherhood of Evil here, uh, you know, the monkey, obviously, obviously we get, we've seen the brain in a previous episode about, about the, the like the original Doom Patrol or whatever. Uh, so a lot is going on with this. It's, it's, it's crazy. I think we're going to get uh, Brotherhood of Evil on the next season. If not, see, this is something that me and my brother discussed too, is it would be really, really great is if they didn't really do it right off the bat like next season they just didn't do it right off the bat uh it would be kind of great if uh through like a couple seasons into the show and a couple seasons into titans uh different villains from different seasons come together and join the brotherhood of evil and then they do a big crossover uh like a movie special event or something uh between like doom patrol and titans uh and um just have a whole Doom Patrol themed episode that combines them both. Uh, I think that would be pretty good. I think that'd be crazy uh, at the same time. Uh, they, they did something similar to this back in um, uh, t the original Teen Titans, the, not the original original, but the, like the 2000s Titans, um, where they had a whole season where they were fighting different villains and stuff and collecting and like getting other heroes to be like an honorary Titan or whatever. Uh, and then at the end of that season, they had a big uh, special where the Brotherhood of Evil fought against all these heroes. Uh, so I think they could do something similar with this, except crossover between two shows, maybe even more if they if they get to that point. Uh, but anyway, I think that's going to be, I think, I think that is, that would be crazy. Um, I don't think it's really going to happen though, realistically. I think realistically, they're just going to use the Brotherhood of Evil for, uh, season two of Doom Patrol. And, um, they may, they may do crossovers with them here and there, but I don't think we're going to get like a big, like a big, big crossover special, like I just described. Uh, anyway, moving on uh, to Doom Patrol. Uh, the episode, it basically cuts back to, uh, the actual Doom Patrol. They're searching for Nile, um. Niles, obviously, uh, they finally they finally have the tracker uh, because Cyborg gave it to him in the last. Didn't he didn't necessarily give him a tracker, but uh, he's fine. He's like they're finally picking up on the the scent of the Beard Hunter uh, because they put the tracker on him, obviously. So that they're tracking him down. They're driving in the bus. They they see Danny Street, uh, and one of the characters is like, "What is what is this street doing in the middle of nowhere?" Uh, Larry mentions that it's, it's Danny Street. They go there. Uh, they, the characters who haven't met Danny Street yet finally meet Danny Street. We we get to we finally get to learn that um uh, uh what was his name um Flex Mentallo uh Flex Mentallo, we get to learn that he has known Danny Street for seemingly a while um and here's here's the weird part of this is um the Beard Hunter is actually legitimately in Danny Street uh and he's just kind of like living his life so to speak they find him walking down the street with like a bag of groceries or something like that um 
But that that's that's I thought that was kind of crazy because uh, in the Beard Hunters episode, uh, I think it was actually called Harry, Harry Patrol that episode. Uh, in his episode, they um, <laughs> it's kind of weird because in that episode, at the end, he was captured by this monster and just seemingly killed and eaten or whatever. Um, after he after he seemingly found Niles, um, I'm not sure what happened here. Uh, because the question remains, how did he get to Danny Street? Uh, because he was clearly captured this, by this monster. If nothing else, this monster captured him and, and did something to him. I, I guess the only explanation I could really come up with, because they didn't give one in the episode, and I, I thought that was a little bit, well, strange. Um, I mean, I think what happened was this monster is is obviously working with Niles very closely, and I think Danny Street is also working with Niles very closely. I think Danny Street is in on everything that, Maybe not everything, but I think Danny Street is in on most of what Niles is in on. Uh, for example, like the 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 cave woman uh, and the monster or whatever, uh, and uh, stuff like that. Maybe he had this whole protocol where um, if he was tracked down by like a beard hunter or whoever, uh, he would be able to set this trap for him where the monster catches him and then sends him to Danny Street. I think maybe that could be the case. Uh, I'm not totally sure though. Uh, I think it's. A th- it's just kind of odd because they don't really explain it. I'm hoping they explain it in, in the next week's episode, you know, the finale, but I don't really, realistically, I don't think they're going to explain it. I think that's just going to be one of those weird things that, that is a plot hole for a while until, uh, it just somehow fixes itself. Uh, what like, realistically, I think it is just like them working together. Um, anyway, uh, because Danny Street did know where Niles was. Um, like he, he knew where he was. He just didn't want to tell the Doom Patrol originally. Uh, but when they came there, uh, they meet they meet the Beard Hunter. The Beard Hunter explains like, "Look, he doesn't care. He's like he's left that life behind uh, because of Denny Street." Um, and th- uh, they they talk to Denny Street, and Denny Street is like, "Okay, here here's where he is. He's in the white space." Uh, and uh, Flex Metallo is like, "Oh, the white space. I know where that is." And everyone else is like, "What what what the heck is the white space?" And he explains that it's the space between um, pan- the panels of a of a comic, uh, and that that's where Mister Nobody is. And I thought that was actually pretty brilliant. Um, so we finally get to know where that weird white dimension place is named. That's why like the lot like I think it was like. Every single podcast where I talked about, every single time I talked about Mr. Nobody in that weird white dimension, I just called it the weird white dimension because I didn't know what to call it. But now we get to know, uh, now we know for sure that it's called the white space. So that's what we're going to be calling it now. Uh, anyway, they learn he's there and Flex is like, oh, I can send us there. I have a Flex for that. Uh, he tries to do it. It doesn't work. Uh, then he does it again and they get sent there. But when they get sent there, um, when they get sent there, they each get like a second chance, so to speak. Uh, Mister Nobody sends them each to the point where they they like got their lives ruined, basically. Um, so, for example, Rita gets sent to the day that um, she fell down the docks or whatever and got attacked by that weird mist or whatever to turn her into when she turned into. Uh, Larry gets turned into. Uh, he gets sent to uh, the day bef- like the day of he went into the airplane or whatever uh and then he gets a chance to not go on the plane she gets a chance to not do the scene on the dock uh and um uh cliff gets a chance to uh not take his family out for that car ride where they all die uh well not they don't all die but basically they do uh and um uh uh jane she gets sent back to the insane facility where she gets a chance to um uh, is where she gets a chance to not, 
like go under the procedure to get like all these powers imbued in, in like imbued into her multiple personalities or whatever uh because it was it was traumatic for her but that's what turned her into her um i think that was all of them <laughs> i feel like i'm missing one but i don't i don't, I don't know uh, they all get they all get a second chance. They they kind of debate on it for a while. They they kind of like just live in the moment for a while, uh, while I think about it. But then ultimately they decide, um, look, this isn't this isn't right. We've we've all moved past this. Like uh, Cliff is like, no, we I've moved past this. Rita's like, no, I was a monster well before I turned into this monster, so I'm gonna do it. Uh, and she goes out out of the the tent or whatever. Uh, and then she goes into the white. She enters the white space. Cliff decides that he's like, look, I don't want to do this either. Um, and he leaves the RV or whatever, and he enters the white space when he does so. Uh, Larry decides, look, I'm gonna do it because um. I, I mean, what else? I don't, I don't remember what his explanation was, but Mr. Nobody tries to convince him, like, uh, you can finally be with um, that guy. I totally forgot his name. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm like, like, legit. What was his, um, what was, like, his, his boyfriend's name or whatever? Um, I don't remember his name, but he's like, you can finally be with him. And he's like, uh, he's already, he's already um, lived his life. Uh, like, he's basically like, look, this is, this has been over for a really long time. Like, he's already lived his life. Um, I'm already over it. So he leaves the house and he enters the white space. Uh, Jane decides that, look, she needs to do this because this is this is who she's always been. She She's like, you know, F normal people. She wants to be abnormal. She kind of wants these powers, basically. Uh, so she starts taking down all the stuff, trying to escape the insane facility. Uh, not escape the insane facility, but like enter it, basically. <laughs> um, because she's closed herself off in this room uh, with a bunch of chairs and stuff. Uh, and she decides she's gonna she's gonna go ahead and go in there. So she starts taking down um, chairs and stuff uh, while another personality is putting the chairs back. So it takes her a bit uh, like a minute to get there, uh, but eventually she does. Uh, anyway, while all this is happening, they finally all enter the white space. While all this is happening, we get to see Cyborg and Silas again. Um, you know, Victor and Silas again. And um, <laughs> this 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 moment was I, I was like almost jumping in my seat. Um, but Silas admits that not all the cyborg's memories are real. Uh, and I was jumping in my seat cause I was like, oh my God, they are going to do the, the, the whole thing where he faked his, his, you know, the whole situation where maybe he was, he was responsible for, you know, killing his mother and, and hurting him really bad. And to the point where he had to turn into cyborg, but then they didn't do it. And I was upset. I was like, ah, that wasn't the fake memory. That's, oh, that sucks. So the fake memory that he, he like, he didn't implant, but he, like, suggested this fake memory over and over and over again, and that's how he kind of tricked him into believing that that was the proper memory. Uh, the, the memory uh, that, that was all messed up is that um, Cyborg, uh, uh, Victor, and his mother both survived the, the accident. They both survived the explosion, uh, and he sent them both. He he brought them both to uh, Star Labs, trying to save them. But then he realized that he's only going to be able to save one of them, uh, and uh, Niles was the one to ultimately convince him to choose uh, Victor for a number of reasons. I think the main reason was uh, that uh, this is. Um, he has the most athletic body, basically. He's the one that's most likely going to survive all of these, you know, all of these, op this whole operation and everything. Uh, the other reason was, I think this was um, Silas's reason, though. I, I may be misremembering, uh, but I'm pretty sure Silas also mentioned that um, the, on the only reason he went through with it is because uh, that's what 
uh, his wife and Victor's mom would have wanted. Uh, so that's why he ultimately did it. Uh, and he, he kept, um, apologizing about like faking that memory because that obviously that's really messed up. Um, Victor didn't like it. Um, and so we got into that whole situation where Silas, he's a bad guy again. <laughs> I don't know. He, maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's a good guy. He's, he's a very, um, a great character right now because he kind of keeps flipping back and forth between good and bad, but he keeps apologizing for, apologizing for this, and he, he, he gives all of his, you know, reasoning behind uh, lying and everything. He was, he was mostly afraid and stuff like that, um, but he ends up apologizing and everything, and, um, Cyborg is like, I, I gotta go, and he's like, where are you going? And he's like, I got friends that I can actually trust, and then he, uh, leaves the hospital. Uh, meanwhile, back in the white space, um, <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the white space, they all—they're uh, all separated. They're all in the white space, but they're all separated. Um, uh, Mr. Nobody is like talking to them, trying to trying to convince them to like go back or whatever. Uh, but um, Rita, she decides, and this this was a moment that I actually that actually made me really like Rita a little bit. Um, I don't, I still don't really like her that much. She's my least favorite character, but this moment kind of actually made me like her a little bit. Uh, basically. She starts narrating herself, uh, and she ends up narrating a situation where they all, like, the rest of the, her friends all meet up miraculously, uh, and then it happens. So, she was able to figure out that, um, narration gives you power in the, in the white space, so she was able to narrate a situation where they all got together and faced off against Mr. Nobody, uh, including meeting, um, Niles. So, they, she uses this narration to, to basically bring everyone back together. Uh, Mr. Nobody, like, appears in front of them and is, uh, arguing with them. They argue for a while. It's pretty funny. This is, this moment, this whole part is pretty funny because, um, they're like, oh my god, are you, do are you doing all of this just because a, a, a girl dumped you? Uh, and he's, he's, uh, obviously argues against it, and then they, they're like, okay, let's, let's fight him, and then Cliff, he says, well, I don't know if I really want to fight him anymore. I kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> So that part was kind of funny to me. Um, it was it was a pretty good moment. Um, the whole the whole white space scenes, everything that happens in the white space is so good. Uh, they argue a little bit more. They don't really fight, uh, but then Cyborg appears behind him and and seemingly kills him with you know his sonic cannon. Uh, he even says "booyah," which was his um his, his, you know everyone knows that's his like catchphrase. Um, uh, and then they then it's just like fast forwards to like. I think like a year later, two years later, or X amount of time later, uh, they're all they're all in their um their Doom Patrol outfits. <laughs> like um, Rita's got her outfit that she has in like the comics and stuff like that. Uh, they all have their their stuff. They're all they're all ready. They're all heroes now, uh, and they they're getting sent off somewhere because um, well, uh, th this first I gotta mention that Niles mentions to them that um look the um, Brotherhood of Evil is at it again uh and we need to we need to have a meeting so we can talk about this and figure out what to do uh but then they get an alert that um something is happening and um Cyborg is like this will have to wait let's go and then he he they all go together to this park uh in their bus and it's the giant robot <laughs> uh Mr. Nobody mentioned in uh at the beginning of the episode that um he got fired because the the um the Brotherhood of Evil didn't like his, you know, giant robot idea that would, um, you know, literally just basically just attack the city or whatever. Um, his the Brotherhood of Evil supposedly didn't like his idea, so they they cut him loose. <laughs> uh, but they fight this exact same robot here at the end of the episode, and when I seen it, I was like, okay, so 
either either Mr. Nobody wasn't actually defeated or the the uh the Brotherhood of Evil is like legitimately out of ideas. Uh and uh I, I was kinda like, yeah, this is most likely Mr. Nobody because why why would it um why would it not be? Because <laughs> there's still one more episode, and why? Like, what would turn into that? I, I, I actually thought for a good minute that maybe, um, animal, vegetable, mineral man would be the final, you know, antagonist for the show. Uh, I thought it would. I thought that was something funny that they were gonna try and do, um, but it doesn't work. Uh, and uh, they, they, they fail. The robot literally kills him. Uh, it kills, like, the entire Doom Patrol, and then it resets back to the original day, like, the day of, like, that morning, uh, and then they get sent off, like, to fight the, the robot again, and then just keeps doing that over and over and over again, and Niles finally catches on to it, and he's like, this isn't right, he's, he's still, he's still out there, he's still messing with us, and he goes, Mr. Nobody, and they go, we defeated him a long time ago, uh, and then he's like, no, we didn't, uh, and Cyborg, the actual cyborg finally comes in into the mansion. He's like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> uh, and and uh, the uh, the the fake cyborg uh, turns around and reveals that he's actually Mister Nobody. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, that's that's right. I faked my own death. <laughs> I I was the cyborg who killed Mister Nobody." And he's like, "I can't be defeated." Uh, he does this whole thing, uh, and they get they they everything turns back into the white space. It is revealed that they were in the white space the entire time. Um, and Mr. Nobody um, basically makes them a deal, so to speak. He tells Niles, like, look, the only way to defeat me is to tell the truth. The truth will set you free. Um, he, he doesn't tell him that directly, but he's like, uh, don't, you know how to defeat, you know how to defeat me and get everyone away. And Niles is like, the only way to defeat him is to tell the truth. And he's like, that's right. The truth will set you free. Uh, so Niles, uh, got like the Doom Patrol gathers around Niles is like, what's going on? Why, what is this? What, what is, what is, what is such a big deal that you won't, you won't admit it? Like we have all moved past that. Uh, and then he reveals that, um, he was responsible for all of their accidents, like literally all of them. Um, now, that was a whole thing where I was confused on whether or not did that include uh, Flex Mentallo? Did that include Cyborg? Which, it, with the Cyborg thing, it kind of makes sense because he was the one that ultimately convinced um, Silas to choose Victor over uh, Victor's wife, uh, Victor's uh, mom. Uh, so, he kind of, he was kind of vaguely responsible for it, but anyway, that's that's that. That's pretty much where the episode ends off at. It's like he admits that he did all of this, and then uh, I'm pretty sure Mr. Nobody is just like laughing behind him. And then um, the episode just kind of ends. And the next week's preview is basically just a um, kind of a not even a recap, but it kind of seems like a um, in um, the, the the preview for the next week's episode isn't a preview for next week's episode. It's a this is everything that's happened this season. It's almost like advertising the first season of Doom Patrol. So. Uh, that's that. And, uh, next week's episode is going to be the last episode of Doom Patrol. So we don't, I don't know any, no one knows anything about what's going to happen. <laughs> like literally, uh, because the, the, the preview for it is basically a preview for the whole season. So, uh, Doom Patrol, uh, we're down, we're down to, um, we're down to this last episode, guys. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be insane. Um, I can't, I can't wait, honestly. I can't wait till next Friday so th that I can see this season finale because it's going to be, it's going to be big. It's going to be great. Uh, I, I'm hoping we get a lot of answers. What's up with the cave girl? Um, uh, how the hell are they actually going to defeat Mr. Nobody? Are they actually going to defeat him? Uh, what's going on? What's, what's going to happen next? Uh, what, what is next, next season going to be like? Uh, are we going to get a next season? Because I don't think they, I don't think they've technically confirmed anything about that, uh, which hopefully they do. Um, but yeah, 
that's Doom Patrol, and uh, I, I, like I said, I'm really excited. And um, if you haven't, if you haven't already, you need to watch Doom Patrol, and you need to catch up on it uh, because it's pretty good. And you know, the last episode's coming out this Friday, so it's gonna be big, guys. It's gonna be big. But anyway, uh, I think that's enough to talk about Doom Patrol. Uh, let's move on to uh, another topic. So that other topic is going to be Star vs. the Force of Evil. Uh, now, um, like I said at the beginning, in, in, in the intro, uh, Star vs. the Force of Evil is a show that I have very mixed feelings about. Um, because throughout this, this series, they really tried to put the story second in um, whatever first. I don't know what they put first. <laughs> uh, they always put the, the story second, though. It was always at the back burner. It was like, we're not, gonna, we're not trying to tell a story. But then it's like, they, yeah, they're trying to tell a story. Uh, so the way they went about it was I don't I don't really like how they went about it, but ultimately the story that they're they're telling is good, but they don't put enough focus into it. Uh, and now for this final season, they really did put a lot into it, but at the same time, for literally for the first half at least for the first half, they really really was pushing it to the side, like kind of heavy. It was kind of like they're very they're planting very small seeds for you know this big series finale, but uh, ultimately. It just wasn't. It wasn't focusing on the story at all for a really long time. Now, I don't know how many episodes it was. Like the past, like the last four or five, maybe six episodes, they finally was like, okay, we're gonna finish the story. We're gonna tell the story, uh, and they put everything together. Everything that's pretty much, every, pretty much everything that's happened throughout the series, uh, it's finally coming together and it's coming, turning into this big thing. Uh, so that that was that. I thought that was crazy. Um, everything is coming together. Everything is just kind of working out perfect. Um, and they're finally telling a story. So uh, every, all, all of those four, five, six episodes, however many episodes it was, literally ends. And then the next episode picks up right, af like, right after it. Uh, for example, one scene was like, um, we have to... Um, we, like one one episode ended where um star was like i know what we have to do we have to we have to destroy magic it's the only way um and uh <laughs> what happens is um the literally the, the little episode literally ends after she says that in the next episode which i'm pretty sure is the last episode called cleaved uh it picks up literally right where it left off at and marco's like what do you mean we got to destroy magic uh can we even do that uh and they they she says, I'm pretty sure if I say the whispering spell on the magic dimension, we'll be able to destroy it. Um, so they, they go, they go to, they, um, they, they go to the magic dimension and start saying the whispering spell, except they don't really whisper it. So we finally get to know what the whispering spell, uh, is. We get to know like the whole thing of it. Um, I feel like, I feel like that was I, that was a really nice thing for them to do because they could have just had um, Star just like whispering like like she did in the first season. I, that's what something that I really liked about this this finale is that we finally get to see we got finally get to hear the whispering spell in action. We finally get to hear exactly what it is. Um, but she's trying to do this in the magic dimension, and just at like halfway through her sentence, she like loses her memory. Um, and Marco, he's he was eating pudding. Uh, he's like, how come I haven't uh, lost my memory yet? Uh, and he's like, oh my god, it, we got we got to use we got to use the pudding. So they 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 learn that um, pudding, which is Glosserick's uh, favorite um, food, uh, allows you to stay sane in the magic dimension. So they use that to stay sane, uh, so that she can finish the whispering spell. Uh, oh, I actually forgot to mention, but um, this was this was something else that I really loved, uh, that I really liked that they did. Um, just before they went into the magic dimension, um, Marco takes um, 
Moon's wand and is and is like it transforms into his wand uh, because he's he's only held it at once ever um, just to use the whispering spell but it was pretty cool. Um, so he he takes it and he mentions that um don't worry I've used this before. And Moon is like what the hell did you use this before? Uh, he's like don't worry about it and they go to the magic dimension. So he has he has the wand uh, in in the magic dimension which I thought was so awesome. I I loved that they did that. I think that was pretty freaking cool. Um, at the same time I kind of hate it because. Um, Marco's always been able to hold his own without magic before, uh, so it was kind of weird for him to, you know, finish the series by using magic. Like, he defeated, he, like, the whole series basically ended with him using magic, uh, and that was kind of cool, but at the same time, it does kind of suck that he wasn't able to use his fighting skills, which he does use his fighting skills because when they get there, um... They find Tom riding the uh, the purple corrupted horse or whatever, um, and this was this was really messed up because when I seen him, I was like, "Oh crap, he was in the magic dimension this whole time, wasn't he?" And um, start start. I was like, "Has he been in the magic dimension this whole time?" I thought I thought that was kind of funny that they literally said the same thing, but um, I thought it was funny that he was just in there because I legitimately forgot he was in the magic dimension this whole time, uh, but he was, uh, and um. That they have to split up. The star has to, you know, go over there and, you know, say the whispering spell on the magic so that she can, you know, destroy the magic. Uh, Marco is trying to hold off uh, Tom while trying to feed him pudding so that he can, you know, make you know Tom remember what's going on. Um, so while this happens, we get a huge fight scene between Tom and uh, on the horse and Marco, which the fight scene wasn't the greatest, to be honest, because they they could have had better fight scenes, to be honest. Um, I think I think their fight could have been done a little bit better because I feel like Tom didn't really even use his powers. He just kind of kept attacking him with this horse, <laughs> which was odd. Like, surely, I, I know he doesn't know his, like, what his, he doesn't have his memory, obviously, so maybe he can't really control his powers that great. But um, I think since he was in there so long, I think they could have had it to where, uh, since he was corrupted by this dark magic or whatever, they could have had it to where he was, he, he didn't necessarily have memory, but he knew how to control his powers a little bit better than just not using them at all. Um, so that's, that's that. I thought there's like, there, again, this, this is the series finale and I ha I still have a lot of gripes about it. Um, uh, but I think ultimately it was pretty good. Um, it's pretty good for Star Wars, the force of evil standards at least. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he's fighting. He's fighting him off. You know, he he has to eat this pudding to stay sane and everything. But he uses the wand to fight against him. Which again, that's what I'm saying is like it kind of sucks that he's using magic to to fight uh, instead of just like his hands and stuff because that's usually that he's he's a karate guy. Uh, anyway, he's using this wand. Uh, and he's he's saying some of star spells. He he does cupcake blast, and when he does it, it's like uh, cupcakes with like pudding frosting on them or something like that. Um, he does different variations of her spells. Like she does, he he does um uh, the narwhal blast, but it comes out as like deformed, uh, basically dead narwhals instead, and they just fall right on the ground instead of just shooting out. Um, he's he's like, man, Star makes this magic thing look a lot easier than it is. Um, and he goes on, and he eventually makes his own spell. It was something weird, like um. A rainbow karate something spell and he does it and it turns into a giant uh rainbow colored wavy wacky inflatable arm man <laughs> uh with like um karate wear basically like a like a belt like a black belt or something on, on the on the head of it or something like that um he ultimately um defeats uh tom uh 
I don't remember. He he climbs up onto this cliff or whatever, uh, and he jumps at Tom with this spoon. Uh, this was this was how this, he technically did win using karate because he did jump off this and was attacking. He wasn't using the wand to do this, but he jumped off there uh, and was was able to force the spoon into Tom's mouth. But at the same time, he got hit by the the unicorn. Um, so this was something else that I didn't like about it. He gets hit by this unicorn, um, and he falls down and he's hurt. Um, or seemingly hurt. Tom gets off the unicorn because he, he's sane again because he's got this pudding. He runs over to him and he's like, oh my god, are you okay? And um, uh, he says, yeah, I'm totally fine. And then we get to see uh, inside his jacket that there's this big, not it, it's kind of a hole, but it's not a hole. And it's and it's like purple all over it. Like this corrupted magic has like hit him uh, in the stomach uh, because the unicorn you know stabbed him with with his horn. Um, he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like he seemed fine, like the way he talked and you know held himself up and everything. Uh, he zips up his jacket to hide it though. Uh, and this was this was I didn't like this because they were this was a setup. They were setting this up. This is kind of like. Uh, Basic storytelling. If you show something, you have to follow up on that something. For example, if there's a, a gun on the wall, that gun's probably going to need to be used in the scene in some way. Um, if Especially if there's emphasis on it. And they put a lot of emphasis on this injury that he had on his stomach. Uh, so I was like, oh my god. So what's going to happen is they're probably going to destroy this magic. But something else is going to happen uh, because he has a little bit of magic inside him now. Or something. That's what I, that's what I was kind of getting the idea of. Is how this was going to end or something. Um, because the way the way um, Star was told by Glossary is basically you're gonna you're gonna destroy this magic, uh, you're gonna do it, you're gonna win, but what's gonna happen is you and Marco are gonna be separated. He's gonna be on Earth, you're gonna be on Muni. It's you're gonna be separated. That's just how it's gonna be. So anyway, we go back to Star. She's trying to say this whispering spell, but it's not working. Uh, but then Moon and Eclipsa come in there, uh, and they. Um, they agree to help her. They're like, yeah, this is this is the best thing to do. Uh, she feeds them pudding so they can they can stay sane. Uh, and then they all together, all like all three of them together, uh, put their hands in the in the magic and and say the whispering spell together. And they they say it over and over and over and over again. Uh, and it starts turning everything you know black, kind of like how um uh, earlier on in, in like season two or three or whatever it was, um, kind of how um toffee kind of corrupted the magic, so to speak. Um, he, he kind of was able to do it in like a weird, different kind of way. Um, but still, um, so they're, they're trying to do that. They're, they're destroying this magic. Uh, then, um, mean, uh, notifications. <laughs> okay. That is, that's crazy. I don't want, I don't want a notification right now. Anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, Mina, she she she's the big threat of this this final battle because uh, the the Slurian warriors yeah, Moon. There was a whole thing where Moon uh, basically betrayed Star and everyone else by creating these Slurian warriors so that she can take back the crown. Uh, but then the Slurian warriors uh, betray her, and then it's like a whole thing. Um, it's kind it was kind of good. It was a really good twist. I didn't see coming, but ultimately, the way they kind of went about it. I don't know if I really like that much. Like, it was pretty good, but at the same time, I feel like it could have been better. Uh, and that's really the whole theme of, of the Star vs. the Forces of Evil final season. Final, like, the show in general. The show Star vs. the Forces of Evil, I think, could have been better. But it was still good, or okay, at least. For the most part, it was it was okay, but it ultimately becomes good and then it finally just ends on being good because they finally, right at the end, they were able to just focus on story. Anyway...
they successfully destroy this magic and everything. Uh, and then the, the, like the, the portals, the wells, uh, are starting to disappear and, um, stars like, okay, here's the plan. You're going to have to go to earth. It's the only, it's the only way that this is all going to work. Uh, you need to go to earth and you need to go in the earth. Well, uh, I have a plan for seeing each other. Um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> uh, so he, he, he goes towards it and she goes up to the Muni well, uh, knowing full well that they're going to be separated forever, or at least seemingly like she, she's under the impression that this is going to be the case. So she goes up there, uh, she gets out, out of the well, but then she's like, I, I gotta go back. I'm sorry. I'm going to go to earth. I'll, I'll, I'll see you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye forever. I'm going to go to earth. So she goes back down the well, but she gets there and she learns that, um, the earth well is already gone. And now she's there without anything else. Like there's literally nothing but the realm of magic there's no wells anywhere everything's already been destroyed basically um i mean the, the magic dimension is still like self-destructing basically but um th that that's basically what happens they're there she's there uh and she's like oh no uh, I, I can't even i can't go anywhere now and then she learns that um uh glossary is like yeah you just missed him but um the, the earth well closed up a while ago but he's right over there and uh, she turns around and marco's over there and they they reunite and they talk about how uh they were meant to be together forever and they uh, they, they hug or kiss or something like that and um this this part was kind of interesting because um it only happened one other time i believe in the whole series uh but marco's no it happened twice but once was extremely subtle you had to like be watching really carefully to see it uh, but marco had his cheek marks appear again like the weird moon crescent cheek marks they appeared again uh so we learned basically at this this like the last episode we learned that it wasn't necessarily the um blood moon curse that turned like was able to give him you know these cheeks uh but anyway he um that happens and then like everything disappears uh we go back to Star. She wakes up in Muni somewhere, uh, and she's just really upset about Marco uh, and stuff like that. Um, Tom Tom meets up with her, and she's like, he's like, hey, look, there's look at this thing. Uh, there's a giant portal in the sky, and she's like, oh my god, uh, I, I gotta go. And she runs towards the portal. Uh, then we cut back to Earth. Marco wakes up, um, like on this this like. Um, I don't remember what they're called. Uh, he, basically, he basically wakes up on a bed that, um, whatever, what the hell is it called? Um, he wakes up on, on Earth. Let's just say that. He wakes up on Earth. Um, the doctors are there and he's like, hey, he keeps waking up and saying, um, uh, that he, he was stabbed by a unicorn. Uh, and he, and he, he does that. He says, he, he wakes up, he says, I was stabbed by a unicorn. Um, uh, and he, he, um, he, he like lifts up his shirt and that injury, that was there earlier is completely gone. And and this is what I'm talking about is like, they showed it for no reason. They showed it and was like, Hey, this is going to be a big thing here in a minute. And then it's literally nothing. Like he, he mentions that he was stabbed by a unicorn. Uh, so they did follow up on it, but they show that the injury is not there anymore. And I think, I don't, I don't, they shouldn't have even done that to be honest. They could have, they could have done a whole thing where he was stabbed by a unicorn. Um, but maybe it didn't do all of that stuff, or maybe I think when he originally got stabbed by it, because I seen where he got stabbed, I was like, oh my god! I was like, oh wait, no, that's fine, because he's got all that pudding under his hoodie. I thought, oh, okay, that's that's just what happened. He got he got hit in the pudding, and that's really what they should have done instead, because what they ended up doing by doing this is that um, they showed something that looked like it was going to turn into something really big here, and you know, towards the end end, um, but then it wasn't. It was just. I got stabbed by a unicorn and he lifts up his shirt. Like they could have, they could have kept that joke in too, being like, "Hey, I was stabbed by a unicorn." Like, cause he's a little bit delusional after all of this. Um, they could have kept it there, like just like that, and 
it, it would it would have worked exactly the same. I got stopped by a unicorn, uh, and he lifts up his shirt, uh, and maybe there's like a little bit of pudding on his on his stomach or something. Uh, and one of the characters could have like they could have added joke uh, added on top of that joke. But ultimately, I don't like the idea that he gets stabbed by this unicorn. There's like corrupted magic all over his stomach now, and then they just don't follow up on that at all. Like I know they destroyed magic, but at the same time, it's kind of weird how they did this. And then just completely erased it. Like, they, they, they basically retconned it all within the same episode. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of crazy. I mean, technically, they did destroy the magic. So, technically, he could have been healed or something. I think what they could have done instead, another alternative to that, is that they could have put a scar on his stomach or something where it stabbed him. Uh, because it, it healed the corrupted magic in it or whatever. But it wasn't able to, like, heal him, you know. Because uh, the injury itself would still technically be there. Anyway, I just thought that whole thing was kind of weird. Uh, but then Marco realizes that there's a, there's a portal in the sky again, and so he chases after it. He gets right up on it, uh, just as Star gets right up on hers, uh, but then the, the portal explodes. Uh, and then uh, I was like, oh my god, so what happens now? <laughs> I thought what was going to happen is um, it was going to explode, and it was going to send uh, Marco into Muni or, or vice versa or something. Um, because he get, he wakes up and he's looking at the sky and it kind of looks like Muni but it kind of looks like Earth. Uh, then we learned that what this what happened was um, every single dimension uh, in Star Wars: The Force of Evil was able to merge together into like one single weird dimension place. Uh, so the Ponyhead area where the clouds were, they were there. Um, Muni and Earth were kind of like like split down the middle basically. Um, there was like literally everywhere they've ever been is kind of just merged together into like one dimension all these creatures from these other dimensions are all over the place now too you know the monsters are with earth you know the earth uh, earthlings and stuff and uh vice versa so it's kind of like a whole situation um and i thought this was pretty cool i thought this was kind of a good way to kind of end it um i kind of wish there was a little bit more to the end because it ends there, and it's like um, Marco and Star finally reunite. They just say hey to each other, and it ends, which I thought was kind of really nice and wholesome. But at the same time, I feel like I could have had a, like a, a, like the consequences of what's going on. Like because every single dimension is merged now. We do get to see a little bit because like, it does pan all over the place, you know, showing how everything's merged and kind of how things are kind of working. Because they do they show one scene where a car was like uh, driving from a forest into a street because you know everything got mixed up. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a whole thing. It's kind of I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I, li I liked it. Uh, but again, Star Wars: The Force of Evil. It could have been better. Um, it was still pretty good, though. I guess. Um, anyway, Star Wars: The Force of Evil. The whole series is over. Uh, so I'm probably never going to be talking about it again on the podcast or uh, on YouTube or anything. Well, I might talk about. I might. I might make a, a video about this at some point. But uh, we're still in Cartoon Mayhem, so probably not. Anyway, moving on. Uh, that was Star Wars the Forces of Evil. <laughs> uh, let's move on to uh, Minecraft and, and this, this whole Minecraft topic. So Minecraft, they had their whole 10th year anniversary, uh, and with it came a lot of announcements. Uh, basically, these two announcements, which we, we already know about one of them, but we got to learn more information about it. So uh, they talked about two spinoff games for Minecraft. Uh, so Minecraft Earth is one of them, and Minecraft Dungeons, which of course uh, we kind of knew about Minecraft Dungeons for a while. We just didn't know much about it. We just knew that it was a game that was in development uh, for a while. But that was it. Uh, we didn't really know anything. Uh, at least I don't think we do anything. I definitely didn't know anything. Uh, anyway, on top of these two, these you know, these game announcements and these this game information that we got about Minecraft Earth and Minecraft Dungeons, we also got to uh, 
this whole thing happened where um, Minecraft was able to beat Tetris as the number one selling game of all time. Uh, so that was a pretty huge thing. I thought that was pretty crazy that they were able to beat Tetris. I honestly never thought that that would happen, like ever. I really didn't think that would happen. But I'm actually kind of, I'm actually kind of glad because Tetris is that is it's weird that Tetris was number one for so long. I guess because technically Tetris is kind of so easily available and it's such a uh, neutral game where you can just play it and try and it as much as possible it's a great time waster tetris is kind of good it's a little bit fun a little bit addicting in certain situations but um minecraft was able to beat them and i, I was honestly really surprised by that i was really impressed by that but uh that's not the main thing for today uh i just thought i would go ahead and add that since we're talking about minecraft and everything uh but i thought that was i, I thought that was pretty cool anyway Minecraft Earth is a uh, VR uh, based, or not a VR, <laughs> Minecraft Earth is a uh, AR based um, Minecraft game uh, similar to like Pokemon Go or uh, the new Harry Potter one that's going to come out in in the future. I don't know anything about the Harry Potter one <laughs> um, other than like you go around collecting like monsters and like wizarding world stuff. I don't know. that The, 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 um, the Harry Potter one's kind of weird. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that good. Uh, anyway, uh, Minecraft Earth is an AR game, so you have this on your phone, uh, and you go around, these things appear, it's just like Pokemon Go, uh, but it, it's, it, it works the same way as Pokemon Go, it's not anything like Pokemon Go. Uh, you can hunt mobs, uh, you can collect mobs, which is, is the Pokemon Go type, like, pretty much the only thing that I think it's gonna have that's similar to Pokemon Go is where there's some kind of like collecting mob things uh you can also go around collect, like mining somehow or finding resources in the real world uh, i'm not sure how that's going to work it may be like um hey i need sand so you may have to go to a beach or somewhere that's really sandy and maybe you can um mine it somehow or something i don't really know how that's going to work um but I hope it I hope it works where you can basically you can pretty much find any resources from anywhere in the world uh, because of it if not then this is gonna be crazy <laughs> this is not gonna work out very good at all it's gonna be kind of like Pokemon go where uh, I don't necessarily live in like a city or anything uh, I, I literally live on a dead-end street uh, and um, surrounded by woods <laughs> uh, mostly woods anyway uh, so Pokemon Go, when I played that, I didn't really have much advantage in that. I didn't really, I wasn't able to do anything other than catch a bunch of uh, freaking Pidgeys and stuff. Uh, anyway, <laughs> to Minecraft, uh, you can hunt mobs. I don't know necessarily what this means, but they talked about how you can hunt mobs, uh, collect mobs. Again, the, the collecting mob things is kind of weird. I'm not sure what the deal is with that, but um, yeah. You can also find resources, like I said. Uh, again, I'm really hoping they do this find resources thing right because there's like this, um, I don't remember what it was called, but you have your own little world that you can have for yourself. It's like a little, it's like a little mini world that you can carry everywhere that's on your device that you can lock so that other people can't just see it and, and do whatever to it. Um, and everyone carries these with them. It's kind of like a little hub world, but your own little hub world. And basically you can build in this world. And I think that's kind of how it, where the, the resources that you find come in is where the resources the resources that you found are what you can use to build in this this small little hub world of your own uh i i don't remember what it was called i think they did mention it as something like your own grid or your own um block party or something like that i don't remember what it was called anyway uh like i, I mentioned earlier like like 
uh, uh, other people, uh, they can see these, the, your own little hub world, but only if you allow them to. Uh, and so, uh, same thing with like, you can see, you can see and find other people in, in just out and about in the world somehow through this, where you can find other people and team up with them for adventures, which we don't really know much about the adventures either, but the adventures are going to have some sort of aspect to them where, um, you can go out and you may be fighting mobs doing this. You may be, uh, collecting treasure doing this, uh, maybe even boss mobs, you know, a little bit of like actual Minecraft elements to it. Like some of the things that you'd be doing in Minecraft survival seem to be, uh, coming into uh, the adventure mode, so to speak in this Minecraft earth. Um, I think, I think that's brilliant. I think that they're definitely going to have their own twists on it since it is AR and it's not, um, you know, on a computer screen or anything. It's on your phone, but it's technically, like, in the real world at the same time. So it's going to be interesting. They did mention that um, anything that a person in your party collects, you know, during this adventure or maybe not during this adventure, maybe whenever. Um, I get another notification. I really got to, okay, I really got to remember to, like, shut that off completely uh, <laughs> during the next podcast. Anyway, uh, they, they mentioned that if, if a, a member of your party finds like a, a, a diamond or whatever, everyone in that party gets the, the diamond. Everyone gets to share it. Like not just that one person that found it gets it. So everyone gets it in the party, uh, which I think is pretty nice. It's pretty good. It allows it to be where um, there can't be like that one, um, that um, one little troll that's going around, you know, grabbing everything like the loot uh loot goblins or anything there can't there can't be loot goblins because whatever they grab everyone's gonna get um so that was pretty good uh pretty nice anyway uh so yeah your own little hub world i imagine you're gonna be able to invite other people there and they're gonna be able to like collaborate on this your little hub world area or whatever uh and vice versa so that's that's most of what I've been able to find out about Minecraft Earth, uh, I, or at least what I can remember. Uh, I did. I, I learned everything about it. <laughs> uh, I, I was. I read up on everything about it, but I can't. I, I wrote down some notes, but I, I don't know if I forgot anything. Uh, anyway, moving on to Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons uh, is going to be a dungeon crawler in Minecraft, basically. Uh, it's, it's like its own spin-off game. Uh, there's not going to be any building, seemingly. Uh, I think they actually mentioned that like, they, there's not going to be any building to it, uh, because it is just a dungeon crawler, but it's going to have a lot of Minecraft elements to it. They mentioned that it's going to be silly, and you're going to know you're playing a Minecraft game when you're playing it, uh, so hopefully it's pretty good. Uh, hopefully it lives up to the, to the, the whole Minecraft is, you know, style to it uh there's going to be new mobs for example there is one key mob so if you had to find a key to get into this next room uh you're going to have to literally hunt down a key uh and kill it i guess and use that as the key uh, i like that they did this because um a long time ago uh rare games they uh in conquer's bad for a day uh, when you had to find a key to access a room, there was a living key mob uh, that you'd have to go and you'd have to hit with a frying pan and then lift up and then carry over. Uh, I, I like that they're doing that for this. Um, I can't imagine it's going to be anywhere anything similar to it because they're totally different styles of games. But it's basically the same um, character or the same uh, mob. It's literally the same mob. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. I like that. 
the dungeons get harder as you progress. Uh, so they also they, the difficulty of them also changes based off how many people you have in your party. So um, I imagine it's only going to be like a four-player co-op or something like that. Maybe more. I don't know. If it's more, then it's definitely going to be you know a whole thing. Uh, dungeon uh, Minecraft Dungeons. I almost forgot. It's it's going to come to PC. I don't know if it's ever going to come to console because I haven't seen anything about them talking about where yes, it's coming to you know Xbox. It's coming to PS4. I haven't seen anything like that, but I imagine it's it's gonna come to those um, those later on. But it's definitely gonna come to PC. I think it's definitely gonna come to PC first. Um, so. Uh, yeah, but anyway, like I, like I was saying, the dungeons supposedly get harder as you progress, so if you like reach level like 40 or whatever, every other enemy is going to be around probably 40, level 42 or something like that. They're probably going to try and balance it out in some way, where if the higher level you are, everything is going to get more difficult. Uh, they said that it, it changes based off how many people you have in your party, so if you have, you know, two people in your party, uh, it's going to be, you know, easy, like difficult but it's going to be the same difficulty as it was if it was just one of you uh same thing if there's four of you or whatever uh supposedly it's gonna it's gonna match however many people you have playing at once uh supposedly it's gonna be really easy for people to drop in drop out um there's not gonna be classes which i thought was kind of interesting they mentioned that um anyone can pretty much just pick up whatever and become that class whenever so for example, you can pick up like a bow and you're an archer, or you can pick up this wand or this scepter or whatever, and you can become a wizard or whatever. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how the mechanics of that work. I'm actually really interested in Minecraft Dungeons. I'm only a little bit interested in Minecraft Earth because the, the thing about Minecraft Earth is um, I don't think a whole lot of AR games work in where I live. They don't. I don't think they work that well where I live because it's not really a, a big popular area so i don't think it's going to work out that great for me so i'm way more hyped for uh minecraft dungeons especially since i haven't really been able to play a good dungeon crawler uh i think i've only ever played i've played a, a handful of dungeon crawlers like on, on mobile and on uh free games that I, i've been able to get uh for different consoles and stuff but ultimately they haven't been that fun uh i think adding a whole minecraft element to it i think it's gonna i think that's gonna change dungeon crawlers forever <laughs> and I, th I think i'm gonna like it uh the the dungeons are going to be procedurally generated which basically just means uh the same way how like your minecraft world is generated it just generates when you enter the world and it's going to be randomly generated it's going to be different basically every time supposedly so that was something else that was interesting about it but um yeah that's that's minecraft dungeons and that's minecraft earth um two new minecraft spinoff games um, I don't remember when they said that these were going to release. Um, I don't think they did really choose a release date, but I imagine that, um, they're going to, they're definitely going to be available by next year. Uh, I, I think they mentioned something about Minecraft Earth being, um, you can actually sign up for the beta for Minecraft Earth, actually, uh, which I went ahead and did. Uh, I don't, you have to get approved and everything. It's a whole process, but I don't, I haven't, I haven't heard word yet or not if I'm going to get approved, but, um, I imagine, uh, pretty much everyone that does this is probably going to get approved, um, especially if you live like in a little, you know, city type area uh, or a popular area. Uh, for example, like, honestly, I probably might not get approved if uh, since I live in this not super popular area. Uh, but anyway, so I went ahead and signed up for it anyway. When you sign up, regardless if you get approved or not, they do give you this Minecraft Earth skin. It kind of looks... Uh, okay <laughs> it's an okay skin uh, I'm, I'm not going to be using it um i might use it in um uh, minecraft earth which oh i actually forgot to mention that um skins are going to work somehow in minecraft earth uh your bedrock skins 
uh, are somehow going to work in this. I don't know how that's going to how that's how that works exactly. Um, I think what would be interesting is if you look at a like a person uh, in this in this game. Uh, now they didn't confirm this or anything, but this is this is what I think would be really cool. Uh, I think what would be really cool is if you see a person, like an actual human, uh, through this AR game. I think it would be really cool if they turn into a um, a villager. But if they have the game, then um, and if they have the game when they're playing the game, then maybe they turn into their Minecraft skin when you look at them. I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't know if that's even possible for them to pull off, but I think that would be really cool, um, just because of. I mean, imagine that, just walking around and you see, like, all kinds of people in their Minecraft skins and stuff, and then everyone else is a villager or something else, uh, but who knows, who knows how that's gonna go, um, but yeah, anyway, that's, there's somehow Bedrock skins are gonna work in this, maybe that little hub world that you have, maybe you get to, uh, like, have a, like, your character just kind of walk around and interact with it in some ways or something, I don't really know, um, crafting, I don't know how crafting's gonna work in Minecraft Earth, um, because I don't think they mentioned anything about it. Uh, so there's no telling how that's going to work in this. Um, I imagine it's going to be kind of similar to, you know, uh, the PC style of crafting. Or maybe it's going to be like auto-crafting, like in consoles and stuff. Uh, where maybe you grab whatever materials you have. You have a crafting table already installed on your phone. You don't have to, like, build a crafting table or anything. It just kind of exists with you everywhere. Uh, so I imagine it might be something like that where you just place them in there and craft whatever. Uh, maybe there isn't crafting. Maybe you just have to find that thing that you're wanting to craft. For example, if I wanted to craft, like, a, a pickaxe, which I don't know how that's going to work either. I don't know if there's going to be tools or not. Uh, so let's just let's just say a piston. Uh, what if I want to craft a piston? Can I do that? Or do I have to find an actual physical piston? in somewhere in the world uh and just mine that um i don't know it's gonna be a whole thing it's gonna be weird uh i don't know um if there's ever gonna be any like command blocks or anything like that um so i don't really know a whole lot of, like no one i guess technically knows what's gonna happen with crafting and stuff like that because they didn't really mention anything but um I'm, I'm i'm interested to see how they're gonna go about some of the things with minecraft earth uh and i'm really hoping that they're able to make it in such a way that it works for my area and it works for pretty much anywhere in the world no matter where you are you have basically access to the same things now i think their microtransactions that they're going to do for minecraft earth is going to be stuff like hey spend you know 99 cents and get these diamonds or spend 99 cents and get these um uh, concrete blocks or spend 99 cents and get that piston that you want or spend 99 cents uh and get uh a wire or something not wire but um uh the hook for like a pressure plate or something uh, a hook for you know the trip and wire thing or a pressure plate i think that that, that some maybe they're not going to do crafting maybe they're going to do it to where you have to buy those craftables i think uh, they're going to have like an in-game currency with like diamonds and emeralds or something where uh, as you play, you can just find these and mine them or whatever and you, you up your currency as you play. I think that might be how they, they go about it. But yeah, anyway, that's Minecraft Earth. That's Minecraft Dungeon. Uh, that's kind of really all I wanted to talk about for Minecraft. Um, also that they beat Tetris, which was insane. I really didn't see that coming. Um, but yeah, that's it. And uh, now, now, speaking of Minecraft, uh, the Hero of the Week has actually done something with Minecraft. So I'm going to talk about Minecraft uh, again uh, here in a second <laughs> with the Hero of the Week. So the Hero of the Week is a guy that goes by the name uh, Apollo on the, the YouTube channel Disrupt. Uh, that is Disrupt, spelled D-I-S-R-U-P-T. Uh, I will leave a link to his channel in the description. I've already subscribed because this guy is pretty cool. Uh, he's he's His editing in this is just, it's top-notch editing. Like, his videos are, like, 
produced extremely well. Uh, so go ahead and subscribe to him. Uh, and also while you're on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to me. I didn't even Just saying. Anyway, uh, Hero of the Week. He, what, what is so special about him? What did he do? He didn't do anything necessarily heroic, but he did something really great uh, that I think deserves to be... Um, praised. So for example, last, you know, last year of the week was a guy that built Iron Man's armor or whatever. He didn't, he wasn't going out and, you know, saving people or anything. He just did something really cool. That's what this guy did too. He did something really cool. He didn't build anything, but he spent an entire 24 hours, an entire in real life, 24 hours in VR Minecraft. He spent an entire day in Minecraft, uh, just immersed in the world. Uh, he, he, his goal was to, you know, beat it. Uh, and, um, did he beat it? I don't know. You have to go see his um, video to see if he was able to beat Minecraft in that 24 hours. Uh, it was VR Minecraft. Uh, there's, there's a, he talks about his journey throughout it. He, you know, he has his gameplay of you know his journey. He streamed it as well. Uh, so he, he, he usually streams these challenges because how else are you going to believe him? <laughs> uh, so he streamed this. So there was people who um, were able to, you know, uh, talk to him, sort of speak and stuff like that. But he was he was in his you know bedroom playing VR Minecraft for an entire 24 hours and it was it was so great uh I, I remember when I first found this guy's channel um it was before I was even doing podcasts I think um but he did he did this challenge I found his video titled I spent an entire week in VR and he legitimately spent an entire seven day week in Minecraft <laughs> not not in Minecraft uh, VR just like VR he was playing different VR games he was doing VR chat and he was doing uh different VR simulated worlds or whatever uh and he would he i mean like, even in in the 24 hour mine, vr minecraft challenge he actually went to sleep uh while this game was still running <laughs> like he he had like uh like three hour naps and stuff like that so it, it was pretty crazy uh but in the 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 uh the week challenge that he did where he was in vr for an entire week he um he had like longer naps i think uh he actually slept and um he talks about what ha what the experience was like after taking off the helmet, you know, for that week. Uh, he talks about what it was like to wake up in VR, uh, in in both of the videos and stuff. And it's just he he has such a good way with words. Uh, and he's his videos his video quality is so good. Um, this guy definitely deserves some subscribers. Definitely deserves some follows. He spent an entire twenty four hours in VR Minecraft. Now spending an entire twenty four hours in anything really is impressive alone. But he was in a, a virtual world for an entire twenty four hours. Uh, he was also in various uh, virtual worlds uh, an entire week in a different video. Uh, so definitely check this guy out. Check out his videos. I'm actually going to link the, the the link that I'm going to put in the description is actually going to be the um, VR Minecraft video. Uh, but anyway, that's Hero of the Week. His name is, uh, he goes by Apollo on the channel, the YouTube channel Disrupt, which is spelt D-I-S-R-U-P-T. Uh, so go ahead and give this guy a follow. Give him, give him some love and stuff because this guy did something really great. And, um, Tell him, tell him the no podcast sent you, uh, because he has no idea who I am. Uh, so it's going to be funny if he's like, he's a season and is like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, also maybe he will check me out and I'll get some viewers. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. Uh, but seriously, uh, check this guy out. I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave a link to his thing in the description, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for the video. That's that's it for the Hero of the Week. Um, uh, not the video. I said video. <laughs> I'm not doing a video. Uh, I'm doing a podcast. That's pretty much going to do it for the podcast. Um, 
So and the Hero of the Week segment uh, and everything. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to, you know, like, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things. Uh, also, you know, don't forget to go to the Hero of the Week in, you know, in the description because uh, that guy, that guy's cool too. Anyway, that's going to do it. Like I said, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all those wonderful things. And until next time, I am Daniel, Daniel Ray Baldwin, Danny Ball Sub of the Anola Podcast, uh, signing off. I don't know how to sign off. I, I, I need a proper intro. Thank you.